You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast. Punters, dribblers, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Back for one of our most, I mean, most important episodes, would you say, Eddie, of the year? They're all they're all very important. Well, I think the next episode's the most important. Yeah, yeah. I kind of got lost in my intro there a little bit. You I did. think I think that could I think that probably translates to the punter and the dribble. I think they're going to know that. Yeah, I think so. Do you think you, you went at your best? I wasn't at my best. You went right? at your best because huh? I'm I, often I can sort of nail these intros. Well, I feel like most of the time you've prepared them. Never uh, prepared. You look at you, you watch yourself in the mirror and you off, off the top of the dome. But that one you could tell that was like that, that was sloppy. I got lost. That in was no awful. Land there. I don't know where you were. You it were almost at like, me. It was like, like a CD skipping inside yeah, my it brain. Was. And you were looking at me trying to get some guidance. <laughs> and I didn't get any. Well, it's not my it's not my racket. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. I shouldn't be looking to you no. for any guidance in no. intros. No, no, no. Because that's not your thing. It's not my racket. You're not the intro guy. Don't do it. It was tough. Never done it. Yeah, yeah. Horrible. Don't want it. No, you've never done it. Couldn't be bothered. Yeah, well, one week we might just throw a curveball in there and see and how I'd you nail would it. And everyone knows I would. <laughs> everyone knows I'd fucking nail them. I give you a couple of minutes at the start to just just talk unencumbered and just do your thing. Yeah. And then you come in and sort of, that's when the podcast starts. Really, yes. Is when you come in. Yeah, yeah. Well, punters, dribblers, apologies for the start. We're back. Um, lots going on in a week, Eddie. We, yeah. um, we obviously good and bad. Good and bad. Yeah, uh, we're going to be talking rugby league obviously this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot's gone on. It uh, is September. The flag is at half mast. We are in September. Spring has sprung, Eddie. Yep. Hay fever is in the air. If you're if you're susceptible, if you're a susceptible, no, no, bro. If you're susceptible <laughs> if you're a to a little pollen in the nostrils, if you get hay fever, you're a beta. <laughs> Sorry. Well, this is. <laughs> This is not how I wanted to start the podcast because I get horrible hay fever. But I tell you what, it'd be better if I now tried to lie and pretend I didn't have hay fever. Exactly. That'd be more better. Be so more I had better. to own the hay fever. You there. did, you did. Now, you do did. I agree that it's better? Not entirely, but do I feel like it's an ailment that beaters have? Yes. <laughs> yes. 100%. Yeah, yeah. That, That's 100%. They're linked. They're, they're, that is 100%. Better. Beaters have hay fever. Yes, but not all people with hay fever are beaters. And I think that I am testament to that. Potentially. Sure. Um, what else have we got to talk about? Ashes are obviously coming up on Thursday. Ashes, rugby league. We've got pipe layer awards, two of them. couple of pipe I don't layers. know what yours is. You don't know what mine is. So we're going to square off and see... Who's got the pipe layer. If we're cutting it in half or if someone's winning If it. someone's taking it outright. Hard to know. It hard is hard to, to, say, to know. Because I actually don't know who yours is. Yes. Uh, dribblers from the dribble. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I get where you're going with it. There's stories from the weekend. There's things. There's things to get into. I think rather than dwell in the the one of my worst intros, I think we look to get out of it as quick as possible. Is that is that what you want to do? I think that's probably better. You want to push on? I've in been the rinsed in this intro. Yeah, you played a shocker. Thoroughly rinsed in the intro. That's all but right. I think I deserved it. We can't all be good. No, all the time. All the time. You know, even even uh, even I have my moments. Even Joey had off games. He did. Now, punters, dribblers, Eddie and I, obviously, uh, some of you may not know this, huge Manly Seagulls fans, me and Eddie, uh, live and breathe the stuff, uh, made our way out to Fortress Brookvale, or at least it was a fortress pre-Saturday. Yeah. Uh, we got out there to watch the boys take on the Melbourne Storm. It was a top-of-the-table clash. Uh, everything on the line, season, top four, honour. Glory. Glory. Bragging rights. Bragging rights. Which is... One of the most important things in rugby league. Bragging rights bragging is almost rights. everything. Bragging it is rights everything. is everything. Bragging rights is everything. And we've lost them. Oh, yeah. But bragging rights aside, Eddie, although we have just spoken of their importance, the season's over for Manly. And I'm prepared to say it. 
I think it's imp- it's it's important that a team. I think well, only a dribbler well, would try and claim that we well, have a chance of winning now that Tom Dribojevic is out for the this, season. Look, the season isn't over. But we can no longer win. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. When I say the season's over, that's what I mean. Because the ultimate, ultimately, the only thing that I care about mm. is a ring. Now Turbo is out with a pectoral injury. We did try and I did try and donate one to him. Mm. Uh, we did go to the the doctor and they said I didn't have enough muscle in mine, which was not surprising. But ultimately, yours is more of a boob. Mine's a little than softer a than what's required for yeah. an elite athlete. Well, to play first grade rugby league in this nation and play well, my pec wouldn't hold up. To no, me. my um, pec's my pec's already actually considered to be torn. There was a um, there was sobs, a collective sob that r- rang around Brookvale when he went down early. Might yeah, I add, uh, I'm putting eighth minute, second. I'm minute. putting the entire loss on on that moment. Oh, of course, and that moment alone, mm. had he played on. Different story entirely. I think it's a famous win if he stays well, on. Well, that was what we were predicting. I think it. I think it was a famous win in yep. in in rain and wet and drizzly conditions. Drizzly conditions. I think a famous win was on route. Yeah. Now all we have to look forward to as manly fans is we'll probably finish fifth and get a home final. Yes. Which will be fun. That'll be fun. Haven't had a home final in a long time. We'll go. We'll play the Tigers or the Sharks, depending on how that... We'll get to that. The sort of the top eight uh, shootout goes. Uh, would much prefer the Tigers, Eddie. But again, it's all just... You know what? I'll take both of them. Because they're both no good. Yeah, but the Sharks sort of, I think, can turn it on they a little can. bit more. No, you're yeah, right. No, they've, they've got, got potential. They've got, they've got way more throbbers than... Well, you look at their side and you say to yourself, is that a is that a fighting for eighth spot with the West Tigers sort of team? Is that is that the Sharks? They seem better Shouldn't be. That. They seem better. Mate, look at their side. Yes. They are stacked from I top to bottom. I saw a stat today that if goal kicks were taken out of the equation... They would be third. Third punters, dribblers. So third. That is a sad. Ind- I don't know if any team's ever been so bad at goal kicking that it's affected their season as much as it has. It's appalling. It's, it's absolutely sucked. appalling. Um, uh, but look, so yeah, back to Brookvale. Saturday was tough. What it did sort of highlight is that the Storm are legit. The Storm are legit, but like they just they're. But legit. I mean, I don't know that there was ever any question. Of I know, their but it's just when you when you when you just see how they operate. See mate. it up close. Do you know what I mean? Eighty percent of like the nut. At, in portions, yeah. you know what I mean. Repeat set after yeah. repeat set. Yeah. Cameron Smith, for some weird reason, has all the time in the world. Yeah, I don't know what that's Ella's about. Dad right? was like, does he, "Does he slow down time?" He goes, "Why doesn't someone come out of the line and snap that prick in half?" And I go, "I don't know. <laughs> I can't tell you." He just slides across the line all the time in the world. Little cutout nut over in the tr- over in the. Is corner. there something it's about though? Like the better you are, the more scared that players become of you so they hold off because they think you're going to do anything they're going to, you're going to do something i can't explain it personally i don't know if it's a if it's a phenomena that needs to be explained through sort of like some math like some sort of equation in terms of like greatness equals time i think there is 100 percent time manipulation at hand yes right once you once you the dark arts have been important once you achieve a certain level of playing ability mm. there is some sort of bending of time and space yes and time some sort of quantum theory must be applied yes. to players of Cameron Smith's ilk. And I mean, they're, st- they're still wrestling with, with quantum mechanics and well, how it all works. Well, the jury's out. The jury is out. The jury's out. No one knows what's going on. And I think that Cameron Smith and great players like him exploit that uncertainty. That's it, right? They yeah. go, no one actually understands what we're doing yet. So, so it's play on. It's play on. And when I say play on, I mean play on at my speed. At my speed. Until I then give it and then the play sort of resumes at a normal pace. Yes. Everyone's confused, tries ensue. Yeah. Which, to be honest, Eddie, really puts into perspective the greatness of uh, you know, some of the manly teams of the past that have beaten a a quantum 
Cam Smith. Yes, like footy nil. Yes. Well, oh, he didn't play that oh, game. Oh, he didn't play that game. Wow. Well, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. See? See? Yeah. See what we're talking about here? Yeah. Queensland lose a quantum cam. They're bed shit. They're gone. That's an interesting metric. Yeah. Uh, but interesting to set up up, up close, obviously. not. Yeah, it was cool. It, not interesting. It, it is it was, to it a was, certain degree, but it's it's also scat. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what made it better, Eddie. And this is probably, you know, uh, ego massage. But um, I believe on the previous podcast, we let the punter and the dribbler know that we were going to be at Brookie and we were going to be chasing famous wins and chasing free piss. And we had a couple of pun and dribblers actually find us in the crowd. See, I don't remember saying that. Did we say that? We just said we were going to be at Brookie. Chasing free piss chasing and glory. Chasing free piss and glory and rings and famous sure. wins. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, these three fine young gentlemen, dribblers. Three or four. It might have been four, but there was a fourth one I don't think said that much. I feel like there was a fourth that was particularly quiet. Yeah. But I think we were on, I, and let me get their names. But I feel like the fourth, there was a fourth guy who, who was uh, giving us a vape. Yes, the whole was. time. But, the blue Ferrari. Yeah, but I don't remember him being introduced, right? Like, he was just a, the vape guy. But the other three dudes were there. They bought us all the booze. The vape guy playing a role. Well, he played his role. Yeah. His role was vape guy. But yeah. I just don't know who he was or what his connection was to the dribblers. Uh, now, shout out to Al Hancock, Will McKellar, and Al Patton. Friends of the show. Friends of the show. Thanks for a couple of scoos. Well, we needed it. A couple it. of giggles. We needed it. The line is demanding at Brookvale. If there's one downside to one of the great clubs in the world. Yes. And one of the great grounds, punters, dribblers. Oh, one, fact, of the great, one of the great rugby league grounds. One of the great rugby league grounds is that the beer line has a tendency at big games to be a bit long. It's a shit, it's a shit fight. It's a fucking nightmare. So if you've got a couple of punters and a couple of dribblers... Take out the punters, just dribblers. They were dribblers. They were all dribblers. All dribblers. But yes. you, that's what you get in but the footy that's game. That's fine. That's fine. Mate, you love a dribbler. I love dribblers. We, we love conversing love dribblers. with dribblers. Dribblers are fantastic. But if you've got a couple of dribblers that are prepared to bring your piss at Brookie, then Unite is automatically a couple, a couple of points higher than it would have otherwise been. You know what? It takes a couple of points off that 36 to nil loss or 36-6, 36 Does it take 10 points off? It might take 10 points off. Was it 26-6? I think it was a 26-6 loss yes. after being able to catch up with a couple of solid dribblers yeah. with some free piss. Yeah. Certainly got me drunk. I got me drunk. It got me drunk. Got me ready to go. I went and got a quarter pounder after that. I was drunk. You did. And then we went to dinner and I started falling asleep a little bit. And I also fell asleep in the car ride home. Uh, just despicable scenes <laughs> as we gave a, uh, you know friends of ours a lift and I was asleep in the front seat. Were you, Yeah, mate? I fell asleep the whole trip home. I didn't realize up. you were asleep at dinner. You well, no, but like not asleep at dinner, but like where I get to that point where I go like, I could just shut out the lights right now. If I just put my head down and close my eyes, that'd be a good night. Mm. I don't know if it's an age thing, 30 as fuck as we've established, um, or whether it was because maybe there was some, uh, you know, vegan cigarettes indulged in <laughs> earlier in the evening <laughs> that may have contributed to my <laughs> state of mind. We're not sure. Again, jury's out. We'll let the punter and the dribbler decide. You you make your own uh, deductions. But look, dribblers, great to meet Great, great to meet you. Uh, and there was also another dribbler who just randomly came up to me and just goes, mate, I'm a like proud member of the TFU. And then just walked off. I was like, the dribbler, the, it's a strong dribbler presence at Brookvale, which is nice. It's it's jam-packed. That's what you want. It's absolutely jam-packed. And I tell you what, though, it'd be an absolute shame 
just if I can transition slightly. Yes. To lose what is a great dribbler mecca. Oh, 100%. I mean, and, and I referred I referred to the news out this week that the NRL starting to step up their you know plans to plans to eradicate rugby league. That's team. right, that's right. And I think that if if the rugby league bigwigs, right, who are listening, Toddly, Toddly, you know, we're looking at you. Listen and listen and listen in good, yeah. my friend. Well said. Uh, thank you. If you think that taking a dribbler mecca, the only one between the bridge and Newcastle, is going to lead the game to greener pastures, then you're an idiot, mate. You're an idiot. What? what I don't understand the thought process. Buzz Rothfield, uh, the editor at large of the Daily Telegraph, uh, he came out and said that they're looking at either Manly, Sharks, or the Titans as a team to, to move. Surely... Surely there's only two options, Cronulla and and the Titans. No, I'm going to throw a third option at you. Now, if we're talking about a congested Sydney sporting market here, right? Let's assume you've got to move a Sydney team. Let's, well, that, and you know what? That makes sense. I get that. Yeah, I get that. I get too. it. we got nine Sydney or nine New South Wales teams, Dior, whatever the fuck it is. But if you're telling me that we've got to move a Sydney team, okay. But if you're telling me that it's going to be manly, let's start there. As you said, Eddie, so eloquently just before, and I did commend you on it, that if you're going to get rid of the one team between North Sydney and Newcastle, Toddley, TG, then you fucking lost your mind. Cronulla? In, and in between that, absolutely jam-packed, jam-packed with rugby with league rugby- dribblers. Some of the great dribblers of all time. Go to the Central Coast, mate, and tell me that they don't love their rugby league because they absolutely gag for it. We've already established they're not getting a team. So no. the Bears, so to the, the the Central Coast syndicate Whatever. who yeah. pushed for it. Yes. Not happening. Not happening. So you now look to Manly to and fill that void. We'll set, set some, and look, Freddie's saying move Manly to Central Coast. Obviously, Freddie, a respected member of the rugby league community, but shut your mouth. Now... <laughs> The Sharks, I can see, I guess. But what I want to only say... Because, only because St. George are right there. Sure, sure, sure. Because St. George actually, now that they've been you know, merged... Yes, dirty merged. Dirty merged with the Illawarra Steelers, they actually incorporate Cronulla's area. Yes, right. I get that, Eddie, right? And let's they use, overlap. But let's use the confusion of that and go, well, those two places are right next to each other. I'd like to throw Western Sydney in the mix here, punters, dribblers, because we've got the Penrith Panthers, the Parramatta Eels, the Bulldogs, and we've got the West Tigers. Now, is there anyone else I'm missing? There could be like a sixth team I don't fucking think of in Western Sydney. Why, when there are all these teams in Western Sydney, aren't the West Tigers being given a bullet? A merger club, which is already disgusting, right? Which is already a stain on the bloody game. And no one gives a shit because, about them. Because I think I think what's happened with, with, with Wests, as they like to be referred to as, yeah. is that Balmain's lost all their power. Yes, that's true. They've now been entirely almost bought out, I think. Yeah. So almost. Almost. They've got like two seats on the board. They're a fucking disgrace. They're funded by Western Suburbs, and that includes all West their... Leagues, West Leagues. West Leagues, including the money and all their junior talent. So basically, what from, what, from where I'm sitting, they keep the name, but it's actually basically Western Suburbs, which is like Camden, Norell, and all that big growth area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so you know yeah. what you I know, mean? You know what happens there, though, right? You just go play for the other Western Sydney teams. So, but you, well, I'm saying that. What, what else are they going to do? What are these kids who love rugby league and they're all good are going to go? Oh, now that I can't play for but the I'm West talk- Tigers, the team I've dreamed of playing for since 2003, I'm going to have to fucking quit rugby league. I'm talking about. NFL. I'm talking about supporters. 
If you've got to get rid of a team, strategically, Eddie, fuck them. Strategically, if you've got to get rid of one, strategically, and this is with my strategic hat on, I think it's Cronulla. Because you've literally St. George is in that area already, right? Mm. Whereas like Camden and Norell and big growth areas, right, don't have a team. Yeah, but what's stopping from being the fucking, you know, from Norellan and all them, like, just going for the Bulldogs or going for the Panthers? Like, too far. Too far, mate. Penrith. Penrith to fucking Camden. No, but, like, your Parramatta's. Fair income. Your Parramatta's, your bloody, you know, mate. No, we're near it. Mate, people got to travel a little if bit. You're gonna, mate, what about Parramatta and the Bulldogs are right next to each other? You know what? You're probably better off going for the Dragons if you live in Norellan. Sure. All we're saying is... St. George Illawarra. That's that area, bro. It's, that's that. Camden. That's St. George Illawarra territory. Sure. Sure. I just don't yeah, see... Yeah, okay. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. I get you. I get you. I get you. But I th- yeah, it comes down to funding as well, right? And the Sharks lost $3 million last year. Yeah. So... Sure. Look, I don't care if the Sharks go. <laughs> of course you don't. I'm just pointing out... I'm just trying to divert attention. Yeah. yeah, well, that's it, right? We've got to we've got to create some diversions. I'm, I'm creating diversions and as many as possible. Yes, we need to create as many rugby league diversions for the Manly Seagulls Club because we can't have that happening. No, that'll that'll break that'll break my little heart, and I don't need that. No, mate, 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 mate. Don't, it, mate I'm not even going to entertain it no. because it would be. It's a joke. It's a it's, it's, it's a joke. It's isn't fanciful, it? right? It's a joke, isn't it? Yeah, I think like, so. Move the shark. Yeah. for God's what sake. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Awful club. Trying to work out if Todd's trying to get a career in stand-up. Off you know the what ground. they should do. You know what they should do. They, the, the metric should be very, very simple. How many prems have you got, and how many spoons have you got, and you and you work through that. We got heaps of prems. It's prems minus spoons. That's the metric. Prems minus spoons, equals- and if you equals fucking, where do you sit, bruh? So I'll Cronulla, you what, so Cronulla you've got to add what? another metric. You've got to add another metric. It's got to be, there's got to be a couple of metrics here, right? And I'm not sure of the maths here because obviously we are going to start a Hello Sport X's and O's maths equation at some point, probably not soon. So it's got to be like Prems minus spoons or Prems divided by spoons. Then you have to factor in like growth and members, like, uh, uh, like uh, revenue and members. So we work it out on that scale. Now, I'm looking to you here as you may be able to see my eyes. You take it from here and explain to me how that works. I think it's it's probably off off the top of my head. Yeah. And this is early. Yeah, this This is early early stuff. This is early in the going. Einstein didn't come up with the theory of relativity in five seconds. He worked it out. I think this is early in the going. I think think it is uh, premierships minus spoons. Divided by us. No, no, no. I think it's... I think it's minus. I'll let you run with this. Okay. I, I did ask for your help. Okay. Times, right? Times membership divided by revenue. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the metric. Okay. Well, I think that works. I think that is it. So, premierships minus spoons times members divided, divided by, by revenue. revenue. <laughs> <laughs> now, if the punter and the dribbler... Would like to work that out for us. Take that metric, punters, dribblers. If there's some smart little cookies out there who can just go off 2018 figures, yeah. go off 2018 revenue numbers yeah. and 2018 membership numbers yeah. and then spoons and prems up to that date. Yes. And just for argument's sake, if you need, if you want to use Wes's Balmain, go for gold. But yeah. also, whatever. It's up to you. Yeah, You're yeah. the one crunching the numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just come back with answers. Give us some answers. Uh, we'd appreciate it. Yeah. That'd be appreciated. It would be wildly appreciated. Now, just quickly, back to just the Manly Seagulls for a second. I don't want to jump the gun here. 
I know we've seen Don through the power of osmosis, you know, come into Steve Smith. Are we maybe seeing that with Steve Matai, who isn't, who is still with us by all reports, but through the power of osmosis enveloping George Tafua's body? Yes. That'd be fair to say, right? Explain to me how one man can put on such outrageous hits. Just consistently all year. Consistently. And like he's been putting on good hits, but this year's gone to another level. No, no, no. It's gone to another level. And you've got to ask yourself, how? Where's Steve Maddai? Steve's gone missing. Has anyone seen Steve anywhere? Steve's gone missing by reports. Yes. Okay. And Steve knows that. Yes. And by missing just, just off the grid. Well, you can only, you know, through the power of Moses. Osmosis. Osmosis. Thank you. Uh, become one with another if you've kind if you're not around. Yes, you can't be too present and still be osmosis. You can't be on fucking. See. You can't be a Fox News reporter. No, and be conducting osmosis. No, Joey's not. You know, no. enveloping no. Uh, anyone. No. All we're saying is Steve's nowhere to be seen, and George has gone to another level. And I hear he's gone up Byron Way, maybe. Dior, if you're any Byron friends up there, but you know a lot of sort of a uh, lot of sort of meditate meditative practices going up there. That's where osmosis, from a currently living person, I think, is sort of going to have its. Well, best it's where it was chance. invented. Yes, in the hinterland. Yes, <laughs> that's living osmosis, invented in the hinterland of Byron Bay. Dior, yeah, but Dior that, but pretty sure that's where it, that's where it was. Well, anyway, punters, dribblers, uh, season over for Manly. Uh, Throw us in the bin, but also don't because we'll get a home final. Look, I don't well, like. I mean, like enjoy enjoy what we've got left. Hopefully, we can put on a couple of wins for the team, for the for the fans. Maybe we'll make the semis. Who knows? Make the semis, and then we'll go out gallant gallantly. But it's looking it's looking like from where I'm sitting, Tom. It's looking very much like a Storm Roosters final. Yes. Again. Yeah. Don't you reckon? Yeah, that's exactly what it'll be. That's exactly what it'll be. Unless the Raiders pull off an upset. Yeah, maybe. I'd like to see that because I think Canberra's good for the game. Mm. Uh, but- I'd like to see a Raiders Rabbitohs grand final if I can throw that one in the water, just because like fuck the Roosters and the. I'd like to see a Roosters Rabbitohs grand final. That would actually be. When the- was it? Like, yeah, that hasn't no, happened in a long no, 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 you're time. Right. You're right. You're and- right. I think. Well, let's. I think so. Upon it, this is a might be a dribbler dribble question, which will just uh, he. It was a three prong question though, so I think we can get to what one of them now. Three prong. He, he came. Yeah, you have was, to break them up. Yeah, he asked. Uh, yeah, who would be our second team? Now that Manly seemingly fucked. And I'm assuming he's like, pick a team that's going to, you know. Well, he's like, who do you want to win? Who are you going for? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, who's going to be there? No, but he's So not- I can't turn around and pick like Newcastle because they probably, they might no, not be there. No, they're definitely not in the top exactly. eight, bro. you got to pick a top eight. That's what I'm final. saying. Well, there's one round left, mate. If it was fucking. But it's, it's, not, it's how you phrase it. Mate. Who's your second team this w- year or who's your second team? With one round to go, who are we backing? To win. To, who do we want to win the grand final? Canberra. Yes. I think we're on milk. Easily. Yeah. Lime milk. Goes without saying. Yeah. Lime milk. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Sticky in the boys. Sticky in the boys. Everyone loves an underdog. It'd be a nice story, wouldn't it? Oh, it'd be a nice story. It'd be a great story. It'd be it'd be a great story. Now, do I care about Cronulla's grand final with Wes this weekend? Mm-mm. Not really. Eddie, got another sponsor on the podcast this week. Got a newie, got a freshie, and it's our good friends at the mailbag. Now, obviously, spring has sprung, hay fever in the air. We've established this. I might be a little beat up because my eyes swell up and my nose runs as the pollen whips into the atmosphere. But you can't be a beater 
with the mailbag. No, not when you're betting with mailbags. You know what I mean? That's alpha stuff. That's some alpha shit, right? So our boys at the mailbag, they're our trusted source for betting information, Eddie. They're the home of accountable late mail uh, betting advice, and that comes through if you download their mailbag app. You and I've got the app. We have got the app. We've been using it. We have been. And I've been loving it. It's a great app. It's easy. It's a good service. It's a good service. Tips delivered straight to the app. Piece of piss. You've got the bloody, the chat group there with all the punters and dribblers. Chat group's a nice feature because yeah, it's, yeah. it's dribbler city in it's the chat group. It's dribbler city in there, which I love. Yes. Because it's punters and dribblers getting around each other after big famous wins. Spurring each other on. Do you know what I mean? So through the app, you receive a detailed betting plan and report on the key runners from the mounting yard. So what you're telling me, Eddie, is these throbbers at the mounting They're yard. They're out and about. Getting their eyes on the ponies. They're out and about. Eyes on ponies. Eyes on ponies in the mountain yard five minutes before the race. Bang. To your phone. Now, so they're iron off the ponies. You get detailed reports like going into to, to race, meet to, yeah. to events, but then they've got eyes on the ground on these ponies off. Eyes on ponies. Because you've got to eye a pony off to know if it's going to run the race of its life or yeah. not. And I'll give you the hot tip. Whoever these blokes are iron off the, the, the horses in the in the yards know what they're talking about. They, yeah. There was an 80 to 1 winner the other day. On Saturday. We missed it. 80 to 1. You and I missed it. We were too busy yipping and yahooing. But that broke my heart. What? Missing an 81 winner to one winner doesn't break your heart? Yeah. If that doesn't break your heart, mate, you are heartless. Yeah. All I'm saying is if they can pick 80 to 1 winners, I've never heard of an 80 to 1 winner getting picked mm. from, the, from, the, from the mountain yard. Yeah. Then you know you're onto something. So head to the mailbag dot com dot au forward slash hello sport and you can get a free week or month with any product purchased it's accountable and independent betting advice straight to your phone straight to your phone punters dribblers the mailbag dot com dot au slash hello sport for a free week or month with any product purchase sign up sign up all right punters dribblers so uh some very Important news for all of you. Uh, the final baggy green has been claimed. Gone. Our 11 is locked in. Got him. And the latest member, Punish Dribblers, is John F. Booth. Not to be confused with John Wilkes Booth, who shot and killed President Lincoln. So he's J.F. Booth. He's as J- in J.F. Kennedy. J.F. Booth. Bit of a merger. Well, some sort of hybrid of the two. We don't want to get too deep into his backstory. Just that he is now a member of the Hello Sport 11. Uh, Baggy Green is en route to you, John. We are in our gorgeous uh, purple and gold Violet Crumbles Sydney Kings jerseys. Obviously, purple and gold looks good on Tom and I. It's Well, I think it really works with our skin tones. It's Um, the colour of the dribbler, purple. Certainly. Certainly is. Now, obviously... Now that we're rocking these, we have now become, would you say, the most fam- famous Sydney Kings fans? I would say certainly the most. Most high profile. Certainly. Most high profile. So you might, you very well might see us uh, at courtside at a couple of games in the next season, you know, lunching with Andy Bogues. Pongrass, if you're lift- lifting and you want to hand out some courtside tickets. Courtside tickets from to the your most high profiles From your most high profile Struggling fans. with your words I there, am. What's you? going on? I don't know. You got some CTE? Maybe. I don't know. You From the weekend? Well, yeah, maybe. It's maybe weekend-induced. Pongrass, if you're listening. He is the new CEO of the Sydney Kings. I am directing this to you. Mr. Pongrass. Mr. Pongrass. Obviously, now you have 
two dribblers as fans, but not only as fans, as your most high profile. And with that, I think comes um, comes real CTE. Real CTE. I'm struggling today, bro. I'm all over the place. My God. Fucking hell. Between your intro and my fuck up down the barrel to Chris. You're talking to the CEO of the Sydney Kings here about courtside seats and you're getting CTE mid-sentence? Chris, look, I apologise. I've had CTE. I've been bounced out a couple of times over the last few weekends. My CTE now kicking in. But what Tom and I need is we need tickets. We need tickets, courtside tickets to the Sydney Kings because, quite frankly, the profile and the survival of the club may rest on our shoulders now. It may. Well, look, I feel like that's maybe a little bit of a negative spin on the survival of the club. I think more it's about just embracing high-profile stars. Now, obviously... Look, I'm not ruling it out. The though. NBL in, in t- days they've, gone look, by... They've, got, they've gone, gone before. They, but the, the, in, in years gone by, the NBL has... The, the, the court side has been littered with former Big Brother contestants, you know, uh, Australian Idol winners. Who was that, who was that rapper? Tim O'Matic, probably. Yes, let's go with Tim O'Matic. You know, people yeah. of that ilk, yeah, yeah, Justice yeah. Cruz yeah, of the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. Now you've, but now they're able to really rely on some real, some some top the heap needle movers, top the heap, top the heap. Uh, Violet Crumbles fans, not just needle movers, but we are the needle. We are in the, the podcast world. In the podcast world, so it'd be really nice if we could line up some courtside seats for a couple of home games, Mister Pongrass. Uh, maybe even get you on for an interview. Maybe, maybe we'll even, do both. Maybe Andy Bogues at some point. Look, Look, these are all things we can work on, but it would be great now that we're in our Violet Crumbles jerseys. Adorned in purple. Casper wear on our backs. That's right. Shout out to Casper. It'd be great if we could get some courtside seats. But also, Eddie, I think what's also important, and this has been uh, what the punter and the dribbler have been calling for, and that is for you and I to settle our beef about who is the Steph Curry and who is the Seth Curry. Of this podcast. And you think that happens now that we've got the jersey? Now that we have these jerseys. Appropriate, appropriate, appropriate attire. Exactly. We go and we settle this thing once and for all. We'll get it on camera. We have to. Have to. We have to. Because and then that is now forever. It'll be, no, it'll be written It'll into, be written into Hallow Sport history. Yeah, that the bylaws of the, pod, of the podcast. You will forever be the Seth Curry. Well, mate. We will see. We will. We will. I'm very excited. So. Now, it's going to have to be a regulation 10 foot. Is it 10 foot, the height of a basketball ring? You are just, you got no chance, do you? You don't even know what the height is. Do you? 10 foot. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest, do you all that? I'm not 100% sure. You've got to be a regula- regulation Spalding. Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. Uh, 10 hey, foot. Uh, this is weird that this has come up, but uh, the inventor of Spalding, uh, Albert. I believe Albert Spalding, do you that, but born today, September 2nd, 1850. Bullshit. Now, let me just give you a little back. Just funny this came up. Sorry, we're going to go on a bit of a detour. How did this come up? Because I had to do it at work. It was like an on this day thing. Albert Spalding, 1950, baseball player. 1850, sorry, baseball player. Played for the Chicago... Bears? No, sorry. No. No, sorry. The Boston Red Stockings is what they were called back in the day before it was Sox, and the Chicago White Stockings, right? Stockings. That's what they used to call it because they went back in the day with stockings and shit. I don't know. But <laughs> so played for them as a player and then as a coach, I think, of the Chicago White Stockings. Uh, was the, Wrote the first rules of baseball, was the first guy to wear a glove. Then mid-career starts Spalding Sporting Group 
it's now 146 years old. He inve- he revolutionized baseballs. He revolutionized the bat having the bulge at the end. Spalding was This is all him. This is all Spalding. So Spalding is an absolute innovator. Absolute innovator, an absolute throbber and once you said That's Spalding, a throbber. Yeah, that's a throbber. That is a throbber. If you want to, if you're if you're confused about what a throbber is, punters dribblers, that's one. Google Albert Spalding. That's or, one. And also Google his first name cuz I can't remember. Well, out of respect now to Albert, we're absolutely using a Spalding. Otherwise the challenge is void. Yeah. No, it's a Spalding. We'll be using a Spalding. Uh, on his on his Hall of Fame plaque, they said uh, the genius behind uh, some of baseball's greatest innovations in its pioneer days. Beautiful. Pretty tight, huh? Beautiful. Anyway, that was an aside because obviously I'm going to smoke you in our Steph Curry. Seth we'll Curry say challenge. about that. I can already I can already see what's going to happen. You're going to be so fucking embarrassed when I get that over you. You reckon? And you, yeah, 100%. And you'll never live it down because you are so confident that that's how it's going to go. I 100%. Tell. I know you are. 100%. I can see it written all over your face. Yeah. And that's what the crushing low well, see, that, that you're going to that you're going to fucking experience is going to be unbelievable. Here, the perfect bit here is that you're excited at the possibility of up, of an upset. You're excited about the no, possibility no, no, no. of upset, no, no. but it's like it's I'm, ex- like, I'm excited about what's going to happen. You are. I know so I'm excited know. about what's going to happen. I'd be surprised if you even make it to the rim most of the time. Okay, it's going to be air balls galore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sweet, sweet. I and like you. I want you confident. I'll be Swiss I want shitty. you confident. I'll be Swiss I want shitty. you confident. You'll we be- used to play basketball together in Bathurst, and you were fucking. Awful. Oh, wow. Awful. Yeah. We yeah. used to we used to try and avoid you coming down, mate. Coming down to the ball court. Yeah, yeah. Well, mainly because I was obviously putting up tr- so many balls. We used to try and change rebounds. the time. No one wanted to play with you. Look, now this is getting <laughs> this is getting hurtful now, guys, and I don't think that's fair. But what I will say is come whenever we do it. Yeah. Because yeah. obviously we're not locking that in because that's a big day. No, no, no. Uh, do- it's happening in the next two years. <laughs> It'll be happening certainly within the next six it, this summer, mate. You know what? A couple of weeks, I reckon. We this summer, probably, well, summer's a fucking while away. It, oh, I spring, see, but it's let's spr- say it's spring. spring. It's happening in spring. Because now that we're in spring, I feel like we're in summer. Do well, you know what it, I mean? Essentially, it's it ticked is. over. In essentially, my mind. it is it's ticked over. In my essentially, mind. it is. Okay, this spring. Um, so it'll be nice to uh, sort of put this one to bed and then on to our next challenge. Sure. So uh, congratulations to our final member, whose name is John F. Booth. John F. Booth. Good on you, mate. Thanks for the jerseys. Welcome and to Hello Sport 11. Welcome to the 11. So the 11 now locked up. Locked up. But not to say that we won't get... Could be a 22. Well, it's always an 11, but who knows how many people are in the 11. Do you know what I mean? Because there's only ever one Australian side, but you just... Who's getting picked? I get you. Do you know I, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're always in there. Well, obviously, we're captain, coach, opening, bowling. But things can change. Opening batting, opening bowling, both captains, both coaches. This has gone for a long time. It's way too long. A couple of shockers in there as well. Real shockers from me. Yeah, you've, you've, you, you know what? You've, you've squared the ledger in terms of bed shits on this podcast. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. So Tom punters, dribblers. I was watching TV, Fox Sports News, as I tend to do. Who doesn't? You know, going around the loop, as it were. Yes. Uh, and the All Australian Awards come up. One of the great awards nights in Australia. Now, the All Australian Awards, obviously for AFL, they don't have a national side. No. So they pick one. Yes. Right? And they all wear these fucking funny blazers and they get picked in certain positions and they've even got reserves, which I always thought was stupid. <laughs> and they pick a captain and shit. Yeah. And people are like blowing out because Nat, Nat Fife or Nate... I I think it's Nat Nat Fife. Which look, no no offense to anyone called Nat. 
I think you need more to your name. So do I. I think. I think. I think someone. someone I feel like s- someone stopped your name halfway, halfway through, through. it. Is it Nathan? Is it Nathaniel? Is it Nate? What's, Someone's. What's Nat? Someone has literally cut your name in half, yeah. and Nat was what was left. Yeah. And now I'm struggling with it. Now I'm trying to work out: is it Nat? As, is a, it Nate? as a fault of poor parenting, now I'm in trouble. Yeah, that's it. It's a problem for everyone else. It's now a society's problem because your parents were lazy. They couldn't just give you a full name like everyone else. So Nat, if I was you, I'd be pissed off. Or just buy an E. Biony, you're rich. You've you're fucked. on huge money. He's on, mate, what's he on a year? One and a half. He's on Brownlow cash, bro. He's good. Buy a fucking another letter, mate. Now, he was picked as captain. People blowing up because they're like, Nat couldn't leave and lead the fucking the Dockers to the finals or whatever, right? And right. it's like, yeah, but this isn't this isn't a real team. <laughs> they're not playing anyone. They're, this is no. And he's like, it. and he's asking people. He's like, oh, who'd be playing up when they're interviewing Nat? about the team. He's like, oh, who'd be winning all the footy and who'd be doing this and who'd be doing this? And I'm like, mate, this isn't real. This None isn't- of this is real. This is fanciful shit. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And just because you don't have an international game doesn't mean you have to go and pick a team to play no one and pretend like it's happening and pretend and try and imagine who'd win all the footy. Is it the, is it the equivalent, though, maybe of like the Dallium team of the year? Or is it not really because... No, not- it's not. No, because the Dallium team of the year is who was the best centre. Done. Yeah, right. Who was the best winner? Yeah, you're not picking two. Of yeah, yeah, you're not yeah. picking reserves and no, shit. No, no, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Completely different thing. Yes. This is this is a football team with a captain, <laughs> right? And reserves to take on no one that will never ever get on the field for the team that's never ever going to play. Yes. And but they're talking about it as if they are about to play next week. Yes. It's weird. It's something only AFL, can and do. and it just it just strikes me as very AFL. Is it? It's also a bit indulgent. It's very indulgent. Like okay, cool. I understand like going, you know, celebrating greatness. I think they could do a Dallium team of the year. Sure, vibe. sure. Yeah. But the all Australian thing with the Blazers and it's all just a bit. It just it, circle jerky. Well, it the masturbatory. Way, yeah, it's very masturbatory. But the way they go about it, like sure. If if you want to pick the best fifth, punters and dribblers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day, the fastest selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe based thing. Big shout out to the the dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's it's changing lives. I think two hundred and seven reviews, five star, all of them at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need. Uh, to hear it straight from the dribbler's mouth, go and read them because it's been described multiple times as life-changing. As we explained last week, we are currently uh, taking pre-orders only as we are out of stock because it's sold way quicker than anyone could have possibly expected, which we fucking love you all for. We are taking pre-orders. It'll be back in stock later this month. And if you are a subscriber, you will be getting the goods you have not been forgotten about. Begoodhealth.com.au, code dribbler for 20% off. We love ya. Punters and Dribblers, the podcast is always brought to you by the betting platform of choice over here, and that is Neds. Neds, baby. Neds. That's it. Number one in Australia, in our opinion, nay the world, nay the universe. Nay, the multiverse. Now, if you want to follow Tom and I and our mate Guru and our mate Sebo, 
I mean, I think Tobler's on there, but who cares about that? The Profiles tab, Ed, it's uh, an innovation by Neds where you can go and you can see what people are betting on. It is essentially accountability in app form. Well, it's accountability personified. Correct. Uh, there's also obviously the About Even group in there where everyone's sharing their own bets, giving each other shit, having a laugh, having a chuckle, having a Paul Rahihi. That's a rugby league reference that some may not get. But no, I will. liked it. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy a six-pack of Big Day Rosé at hellosport.shop. What are we doing month of May? Because we are working our way through the remainder of the uh, the most recent vintage. Got a couple left that we want to get rid of before we then turn all of our attention to the end of the year. Just feeling generous, Tom. We're feeling generous, and it's a t- it's it's sale time. We just thought, fuck it. If you buy a case and you use the code Manly, you get fifty bucks off the case. If you, you buy go. two cases, you get a hundred bucks off. Yep. You get what I'm trying to say. Go to HelloSport.shop. Bang, rosé on there, code manly, 50 bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. But we love the punter and we love the dribbler and we're just like, let's get this vintage out there to the people that yeah. want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. 15 players of the year, sure. But don't pretend like they're actually now a team. And don't get upset about who's captain and and who's going to win all the footy and what, shit like what that. What I do like about it, if I can play slight devil's advocate to this masturbatory circle jerk is what it does, the the stat that it adds to like a player's career. So like Gary Ablett's like a nine-time All-Australian. Yes. I like that element of sure. it. Sure. So do I. But I don't like how it's structured. It's a bit It's a bit much. It feels clunky. Yes. You know what I mean? Well, like, I mean, it just feels a little bit like Never and, Neverland stuff. And why All-Australian? Well, I think it's an American thing as well. Because, you know, it's like all-American, collegiate wrestler, oh, all-American. Yeah. yeah. I think it basically just means when you have no one to go up against. Like, when, when your sport isn't played anywhere else. It's very American, isn't it? Yeah. Just wanted to get that off my chest. No, Eddie, and you know what? It feels like a weight's been lifted off the, the chest already. Just wanted to say how, for that brief moment, found it pretty annoying. Yeah. That's cool, man. That's cool. Jeff Horn lost. Yeah. That's tough for, for the now, As far as I'm concerned, it was against a nobody, wasn't it? It was against it was against an I don't even remember his name. So Was he Australian? Yes. He was. So Jeff had gone up to upweight to middleweight to fight this gentleman. Yeah. Uh, and then there was a potential fight for Jeff, I think, at the end of the year against some Japanese fella. Uh, that's gone. If he was to get through this this yarn. Well, yeah, I think Jeff could have just fought that guy and not fought this plumber. Who's not a plumber. That's probably unfair. He's still a good fighter, um, but just a nobody. Well, plumber, short for nobody. Plumber is short for nobody. Uh, so Jeff, going up to middleweight, he got worked. He got worked, got stopped in the uh, ninth round. Middleweight feels too heavy for Jeff. Well, that was what it was. And he sort of said after, he's like, I was sluggish and, you know, I didn't feel myself, blah, blah, blah. His his trainer came out, Glenn Rushton, one of the great... Uh, dolphin lovers? Dolphin lovers of this great nation. One of the sort of like, one of the uh, most like tacky and not in a, I'm not saying that in a super judgmental sense, but I'm just sort of saying one of the tackiest people that we've ever produced as a country. Like if you just Google Glenn Rushton's home, 
the tackiest person that's ever lived. Adorned in with gold, dolphins. Gold dolphins, weird shit. Like, like dolphins on the way in. Gold columns, gold dolphin fountain out the front. Glenn's made a lot of money. Very he's tight a, necklace, which is just a weird look on a bloke. He's like a hedge fund manager or something. He's Glenn. Get like he's, Swear to God, he's made a fuckload of money. That's why he lives in that dolphin palace. <laughs> is that why? I always, I did look at that dolphin palace and be like, surely Glenn's not making that off. off no off way, mate. He was in the dolphin palace before the Pacquiao fight. And Jeff was right. Jeff was essentially a plumber pre pre Pacquiao in a lot of ways. Jeff certainly still has plumber vibes. He unfortunately. does, but Glenn, bit of a smart boy, but money can't buy taste. No, and the, and Glenn's an example of that. Gold columns, Glenn. Dolphin Glenn fountain. exemplifies that saying. Yes, he does. Because Glenn's tacky. Glenn's, and I'm here to tell you. And and. I absolutely celebrate Glenn's tackiness. It's one of my like I love. No, 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 but that's what that's what about what's that's what's great about the nation, Tom. Yes. If you want to be tacky, you can. You can be as tacky as you like. Not a problem. No, I love not it. a problem. Love you, it. We live in a beautiful country where tackiness almost celebrated yes. sometimes. Absolutely, Kath and Kim, tacky. The celebration of tacky. Hundred percent. The he's, Castle, one of the great movies. He's very Kath and Kim Castle vibes. Now, Glenn said. If Jeff wants to keep boxing and wants to take it seriously, he's got to take his middleweight weight gain seriously because Jeff apparently was just like eating pizza and drinking coke is what is what Rushton said you're like well that's not how you do it Jeff what so yeah no I understand what you're saying but I'm just thinking to myself well, that's ridiculous. Well, I mean... It but just, also, shouldn't Glenn be advising him? Isn't he the trainer? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, it's kind of all well and good for Glenn to be like, you can't have pizza and Coke, but you're like, well, Glenn, you are also the trainer, brah. And I'm sure, knowing Glenn as well as we do, and at that Dolphin Palace he runs, as if he doesn't have a vending machine in there. Mate, with a with an air hockey table as well. Hundred <laughs> percent. And he's got a little and he's and he's and he's he's got like Domino's pizza whenever he wants. He's got like a Domino's pizza store in there, a la Richie Rich Vibes with the McDonald's. A la Richie Rich Vibes, yes. You know what I mean? Yes. That's something that a guy in a dolphin palace would have as tacky as Glenn would I tell have. you I tell you what the minimum a guy in a dolphin palace has. <laughs> As you so like rightly pointed out, is a vending machine. A hundred percent. Chocker block full of all the softies. Goodies. Softies, yeah. all the softs you want. Softs and crisps. Yeah, absolutely. Crisps, chocolates, Skittles. Yeah. He'd be burger rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah. That sort of shit. That's right? what you find in a dolphin palace. He'd have like M and M sours in there. <laughs> <laughs> It or Skittle sour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skittle sour. You know, sours, sour yeah. shit. Yeah, you'd be like, where's all? Where's the peanut M&M's, bro? And he's like, nah, nah. Skittle sour. <laughs> no, no, no. That's all I've got. That's all I'll do. Dolphin Palace. Love them. Loaded with Skittle sours. He'd also have like a room for his shoes and his shoes would be horrible. Yeah. It'd be like not nice shoes. Real sort of like tacky. Really daggy fucking Daggy thing. gold shoes and shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Look, all we're saying is... If you want to gain weight, Jeff, get out of the Dolphin Palace. Get out of that Dolphin Palace and get out quick as my mind drops off. Because it's bad news in there, mate. Yeah, and and, and Glenn... But also, like... Glenn, know know where you are. Like, know that you are bringing your fighter into a Dolphin Palace that is filled with all of the things that that, that Jeff shouldn't have. Yeah. And, And then don't just come out and be like, well, if he wants to be a fighter, he should really stop... Well, Mike's just fallen off. And it mate, but if if Richie Rich, that movie's to go off, 
Dolphin palaces are very uh, addictive. Oh, look, with all the trimmings that come from from being a, a modern-day Richie Rich in a dolphin palace, such as Glenn Rushton, the hedge fund manager with no with no class. <laughs> the tacky hedge, <laughs> the fund, tacky man- hedge fund manager. <laughs> hedge fund manager. I mean, it's an addictive lifestyle. All the trimmings, you know what I mean? Anything you want. Sugar's very addictive. Sugar is very Sugar's addictive. one of the most addictive things on the planet. Uh, it's more addictive than like heroin. Tell you what else is addictive? Gold. Gold. Dolphins. <laughs> Gold dolphins. That can become very alluring. <laughs> so, first things first is, Glenn... Sell the Dolphin Palace. <laughs> Actually, you no, you know, never sell that thing. No. Just don't train Jeff in the Dolphin yeah, Palace. Yeah, that's all we're saying. If you want to take... You're asking... Jeff to take his weight cutting or weight gaining seriously. Jeff's- you need to take you need to take your role as a as a trainer seriously. Jeff's on a on a teacher's wage, Glenn. He comes into a dolphin palace, his Did eyes I- open up, he's got everything at his disposal. I want I want Skittle Sours. There's a vending machine for that. I feel like some dominoes. There it is. I feel like Coke. There's another vending machine. You Cherry know, Coke. I tell you what he does. He's definitely got like a Daytona rally car set up there. It'd, like it'd have a little mini, like a time zone. It, yeah, he'd have a time zone. One hundred. He'd have an operational time zone with tickets and probably someone working in it. And Jeff would turn up in his little Honda Jazz, and he'd get overwhelmed, and he'd be that excited. And obviously, Glenn, if someone asks him for a tour of the of the Dolphin Palace, can never refuse. Of course, he can't. If you want to see, Glenn's as easily distracted as Jeff is about showing off gold dolphins. Are you kidding me? Wait, wait, let me show or you the crystal. Yeah, wait, let me show you the fish tank I've got over here yeah. with exotic fucking animals. So as you two wander the fucking horror, the corridors and hallways munching on skittle sour yeah, yeah. obviously <laughs> jeff not in the best place going to the fight of his no life. exactly oi do you want to have a go on my segway <laughs> no glenn glenn we're trying to train jeff here get it together glenn Shep get it and pony rides in the backyard look mate i I'm, the more I think about it and the more we thrash this out, the more disappointed I am with Glenn. Yeah, this is and not... And the role he's played in this fucking absolute disaster. <laughs> because the reality is, up until the weekend... Jeff was our best hope. Yeah, you've just you've mismanaged our uh, the nation's greatest fighter right now. Last time I checked, he was a national treasure. Yeah, absolutely. Now the he's the Hornet. A, now he's a fat, obese, Skittles-loving nobody. Richie Rich. With no money, unfortunately. No, not Richie Rich. No. He's Richie Rich's fat mate. Yeah, that's it. The Aussie Richie Rich, which is which is tough to tough to come by for Jeff. I would like to point to Jeff's uh, social media post after the loss, Eddie. It was nice. It was embarrassing. <laughs> now, what the Father's Day one? No, not the Father's Day one. Oh. You'd never begrudge a father a nice Father's Day post, Eddie. That's what, what I will. I, that's where I thought you were going. No, it was his. I'm just going to get it up, Hunters Dribblers. And if you want to go to Jeff Horn's uh, Instagram uh, page, uh, which is a wealth of comedic gold, I'm just waiting for it to load. Has Glenn got one? Uh, You know what? That's definitely something that you should look at. So he's got a photo of uh, of, uh, Michael Zarafa, sorry, who, who knocked him out. And he's going, well, that didn't go to plan. Stupid round nine. Like, that sounds like something a child would say. Is that what he said? After, like, something doesn't go well, like, you know, like, stupid, Stup- stupid round night. Like, he's, he's, listen, I don't want to say, I don't want to speak ill of a national treasure. A national treasure. But that's weird. 
That's just that's that sums up Jeff, I think. Stupid round nine. Yeah, like stupid round nine, like you- stamping his feet or like, but like in a weird joking but not funny and just like like it but- does it doesn't seem like an adult. Like the fact that he's, do you know what I'm saying? Feels like he's been stuck in a dolphin palace. It's that's this is Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> How good's Built on Tom? A huge fan of Built on. Are you a big fan? I'm a big big fan. So am I. Yeah. Actually, feel like some. What sort of biltong? Smoked. Smoked? And chili. Yeah? Do tell. I'll give you that tip. You know the bareback biltong, Tom? He's grass fed from Aussie beef. So you're telling me these, uh, these, uh, these biltong cows eat grass? These biltong cows are grass eaters. Bro. Are they. Now, is this a type of cow? Is it a biltong cow? I don't know, but I reckon if I had to guess. I would say almost certainly it's a built-on cow. Right. Because where else would built-on come, come from? from? Other than a built-on What, they're just going to make up the name? I yeah. don't think so. No, that seems so. too strange I to think me. these are grass-fed built-on cows. Okay. Interesting. Grass-fed, seemingly the key ingredient here. Yep. Uh, I don't know what would happen if you were to grain feed these built-on cows. Probably shit. But I'll give you the hot tip. It wouldn't be any good. No. Would it be? Uh, look, not if built-on are grass-feeding. No if, if, if biltong, exactly. if bareback biltong are grass feeding their cows, and that's how that's how that's you, how you do it. That's how you get a good biltong cow. That's right. Because if the way to a good biltong cow was grain, then these boys would have. They'd be doing it, and they're not. Okay, they're not. Biltong's original and smoked chili flavors. Bareback biltongs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> are sure to get your taste buds dribbling. Absolutely. Absolutely dribbling, right? So bareback's very first creation, the original collection. Ah, uh, yes, I remember it well. Provides the absolute right amount of taste to keep you wanting more. And now that you know that those built-on cows are grass-fed... Reared on grass. Then it all makes sense. Tick, tick, tick. Okay. It's the perfect salt blend covered with bareback secret ingredients that allow it to be a huge favourite. Now, Punish Dribblers, we've been able to give you the information that it's built-on cows, fed on grass. Now, what you may not know is that once the built-on cow is harvested, if you will... (laughs) They're cold smoked for six hours. That is a full day's test cricket, as we have established in previous live reads for this exemplary Biltong brand. Now they're using their unique bareback method. Their smoked chili is the perfect blend of their spice and smoke collection. Now that's a blend I can get my pipe around. The simple oaky flavor, heightened by the addition of their secret spices, provides a truly delicious flavor. That's built on cow approved, Punters Dribblers. Now it's delivered across Australia and can be bought at www.barebackbiltong.com.au. And if we didn't stress it enough last week, if you want a discount on your bareback biltong, enter the promo code Hello Sport. One word, capital H, capital S, probably. Hello Sport. For a discount of on your biltong. Yeah. That's what we can tell you. A we, discount of some sort. You're getting a discount of some sort on your grass-fed built-on cow. So you'd be mad not to. Yep. Especially with that discount code. That's a huge win for the punter dribbler. It's a value add, fellas. It's all Sheilas. for you. All right. So obviously the Ashes gets underway again Thursday night. Wednesday night? Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Uh, it's one all. Mitchell Marsh is back in contention. He is back in contention, which I find concerning. Well, I mean, he was brought in for the uh, Derby game. 
or the, sorry, the tour game against Derby Shear. And he came out before Smudge. He came in at three uh, or whatever. He came in before Smudge. Maybe it's first drop, Dior. Scored 70-odd, I think, against what is a fucking tour side, a touring team. So it's not exactly world-class. They're called Derby Shear, right? Yeah, it's a yawn. It's a yawn. And I think he got a couple of wicks. Now, is that enough No, to get you into the Australian side? Who for? Exactly. Who for? Matt Wade is what they're saying. If he gets picked, which I hope to Christ he doesn't. When was the last time, right, Swamp Junior Junior got a ton? I think it was Australia last Ashes. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, but like Matt Wade got one two games ago. ago. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. Uh, well, the reason, again, the reasoning, if I'm going off, uh, you know, cricket rhetoric, is because they think that it might be a bit of a flat track and we might need and they another want another bowler okay yeah. well if that's the case i understand but do you weaken your batting which is already weak to or do you go all right sack up bowlers you're gonna have to bend your backs we got a shitload of no, bowlers. No, i think i'm gonna work out i think you're absolutely i think you're absolutely right i think you we work them into the ground yeah bring the mop back bring back stark yep because if stark was there last test mopping up the tail we would have won you would you would hope i would have thought so obviously i don't know how Mops work. Yes. Not a mopper myself. No. You have a cleaner to come to your house, don't you? I do. But from what I've been led to believe about mops is that they clean things up. Mops certainly are designed for cleaning. You know what I mean? Cleaning-based activities. I think we've got the cattle in the bowling department to let that worry about itself. We need to score runs. If we don't score enough runs, we can't win. I'm happy to mop or no mop. I'm happy to run our bowlers into the ground because we got so many of them. We've got two in the wings. Yeah. Mitch Mars coming back in a must-win test. Well, not must-win, but... But essentially. Essentially. If we lose this test, we'll lose the Ashes. Yeah. I think it's got that feel about it. I don't trust Mitch. I'm sorry. Don't trust Mitch with the bat. Don't trust you, mate. And we already don't trust pretty much anyone in our batting line. He's not that good a bowler. He's also not that good a bowler. He's not. He's not that good a bowler. No, no, no. He's not. He's not that good a bowler. Again, I, this is not a personal attack on Swamp Junior Junior. From all reports, Swamp Junior Junior, one of the great Australian blokes. But when we're talking about our national sport here, God's summer game. We're talking about us winning the Ashes us for the first the time since 2000. We have to be what? ruthless. We have to be ruthless. We have to be callous. We have to be uh, cold. Are we risking it? Is the, it feels it. risky to it me. It feels risky. It feels risky to me. It feels very, very risky. You're, you're talking about picking an all-rounder. Who's not that Who's all not round. that all-roundy. He's not that all-round. He's round. not that round. He's not that round at all. Not that round. Not as round as I'd like. He's not as round as Ben Stokes. Is he round enough? That's an all-rounder. No. At, no all, at Old Trafford? No. Where us winning away from home for the first time since 2001 is on the line? Yeah. I just... I don't know. It makes me feel uncomfortable. It Tom. does. It makes me feel uncomfortable. It makes me feel very uncomfortable. We've already talked about what they should do. Get rid of Kawaja, most likely, and well, bring in Labashagne. Or now, get rid of... This is what I think. I don't think they're going to get rid of Kawaja. So Kawaja, who still is only, I think, scored his height. Like, he's only got a 50 in England ever. Like, he's sort of, that's, uh, you know, between 50 and 100. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the little Marcus Harris is probably going to get the old bullet. And, and Kawaja, then Kawaja opens with Warner. And then Lubber Shargs. Lubber Shargs at three. Whatever. But get Shargnay in there. Oh, Shargs is in. Don't worry about that. Get the Shargster in there. Shargs is in. 
Um, but little Marcus Harris, little out. Marcus Harris might be uh, getting the bullet. But it's I, like I read some numbers the other day about uh, Kawaja opening. Yes, pretty tidy. Well, see, I put I I read something the other day, and I think I put it on the old uh, Hello Sport Insta story, and it was like he averages ninety six over yeah, for Australia. That's where I saw it. But then someone sent back to us fake news. Now he gave no explanation as to why it was fake news, so it didn't help the fucking. It didn't further the conversation. Fake news is just you saying fake news. Do you not believe it? Do you actually have some information to back it up? I read it in a Fox Sports article, which I'm going to trust over a random punter dribbler who just replies fake news. You know what I mean? Had the had the punter dribbler replied with some info, giving context with to a his bit fake of news. Dior behind. Play on, absolutely. But when you're handed nothing, anyway. Look, shout out anyway. Probably a good dude, but. Fix. Give us some Dior behind it, bro. That's yeah. all we ask. So where are we? Wednesday. Look, we we yelled and screamed last week. We were fucking furious, and rightly so. Right now, I'm actually in a state of zen. I was about to say that as well. I'm in a state of zen about proceedings come Wednesday. Yes. Just because I'm like, the last test was so emotional, mm. such a roller coaster. Yeah. I mean... I ended up me being fucking furious, really. And yep. I don't like getting furious, Tom. No, that's, I don't like being idea. angry. No. It's not, it's not me at my best. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's me and my, my, voice, my most vocal. Yes. But not my best. No. So right now I'm in a zen sort of state where I'm just waiting for, waiting for Wednesday and just hoping and praying. You know, a couple of prayers late at night just oh. between me and the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. The gods of cricket. Asking for guidance. Just want to see Smudge come out and get another ton. That's that's what I want. And we, then off the yeah. back of that, I think we win. We need Smudge to get a ton. We need Davey to get a big score. And I'd I really think, like Labashagne to sort of stamp his authority. Like, maybe this could be Labashagne's opportunity to be like, oh, here's a new throbber. Well, you know what it is, Tom? You know what it is? It's an opportunity for an Australian to come in and say, you know what? I want what Ricky had. That's it. I want Ricky's spot. I want what Ricky had. Because we haven't had a Ricky we since We haven't Ricky. had a Ricky since Ricky. There's been no Ricky. This nation has been Rickyless since Ricky left. Rickyless. Absolutely Rickyless. And to be honest, at the back end of Ricky's career, we were Rickyless as well. We Even were Rick- though Ricky was there, we were Rickyless. We were Rickyless for the last couple of years of Ricky's career. Yeah. So it's been and a I long time I, between Ricky's. And I say that with all due respect, but we have been a long time without Ricky's. Yeah. And let's hope that minus is Ricky 2.0. Now, it's not going to be an osmosis situation because Ricky's over there with the boys. So we know we can rule that out. But what we can rule in is Ricky giving Marnus advice about how to be Ricky. Well, he can tap so- him on the shoulders with the bat and, you know, anoint him new Ricky. Because who better to, to tell someone how to be Ricky than, than the man than Ricky? Now, I don't know about Marnus's arm hair. That is something that's earned. But it, that, that's it, though. That's what you want. No, but that's it, You though. want a smooth-armed boy. We need a smooth-armed boy. If he had hair on his arms, he'd be an imposter. He'd be Glenn Maxwell. Like Glenn Maxwell, who we Where's all know he? where... Exactly. Where's Glenn? Not winning us World Cups. Or the Ashes. Shout out, Glenn. So uh, so we need a smooth-armed boy. Marnus, smooth-armed. Tick. Batten at three. Marnus. Tick. tick. Ready, <clears throat> excuse me, to assume the seat of a past Ricky. With the help of. With the help of Ricky. Ricky who happens to be in shoulder. the nation. Yes. Tick, tick, tick. Tick, tick, tick. So that combined with Smudge getting another ton for the nation. Obviously our boys standing up 
and getting lots of wickets and then maybe mop mopping up the tail so we don't have any of this fucking 76 run stand shit yes yes mop mopping up mop mopping up and and a, and a, and, a, and a swamp free zone i think if we do that punters dribblers i think we win and i think we come back next week and we're just fucking that pumped rip rip raring to go Absolutely ripping and raring and yahooing and yipping and yahooing. Now, you wanted to give out, Eddie, a um, a Pipe Layer of the Week award. Tom, I wanted to give out a Pipe Layer of the Week award. I did, yeah. I You've did. got it here. On our it's desk. here. Now, obviously, this is the Alex Ironside Memorial, Memorial Big Papi Pipe Layer of the Week award. That's right. Not always given out unless pipe laying is... Now, we don't always give it out because it's special and it's a special trophy and it's a special award and it's given to special people. That's my, that's my opinion. I know it's yours. It's the podcast opinion. And that's why it's not, it's not, that's why it's not handed out for free. It's always here. It's always here on the desk with us, but it's not always handed out. Because it's not handed out for free. No. You've got to lay pipe. You've got to lay pipe, mate. You have to. Yeah. You have to. Can't stress that enough. Owen Wright. Laid pot in the last seven days since we spoke. Do Laid chill. shitloads of it, mate. Yeah. Goes to Chopu. Chopu absolutely fucking pumping. Heaving. 20 foot. 20 foot, right? Dredging onto a reef, volcanic, hard as fuck. Not soft, hard. Right? I've, I've been to Chopu and you know that when it... The waves are sucking hard enough. It sucks below the, yes. the water line. Yes. They're surfing below the water line. That's right. They are literally surfing below the water line. That's yeah. right. And it's knee height, the reef, okay? 20 foot on a knee height. Yeah. They call it a wave of consequence, Tom, because if something can go wrong, you can, you can lose your life. Yes. You can. Mm. That's a reality. Yes. Now, Owen has had a uh, an injury scare, right? Big one. A huge one. Over at pipe, got rattled around, brain like brain it, yeah, brain trauma. He was out trauma. for like a year or something. He was. He missed a whole season. Absolutely fucked. Had to learn to walk again, surf again, shit like that, right? And his first comeback event at Snapper he won. But Snapper's not a wave of consequence. No. Chopu is. And it was fucking pumping. Like that's almost as big as it gets for comps, right? Yeah. For WSL comps. He goes out there against the best in the world, Gabriel Medina. Well, holding that mantle a while, John John's out, but certainly a fucking elite throbber. Goes out there and just with four minutes to go, under priority, puts a nine one six or something on him and goes, "Yeah, bro, thanks for coming. I'll be taking this now. I'll be taking it home to Australia." Consider that pipe laid. So that is pipe laying one hundred and one punters mm. dribblers. Yep. 101. 101 pipeline from Owen. Shout out to Owen. Yeah. I'm not prepared to say that he doesn't get pipe for that. Yeah. But I'm not saying he does either. And, we, okay. and, and, and once all the facts are at hand, Eddie, then yeah. I think we make a decision together. Because now, I haven't heard yours. No, exactly. Now, I'm reading from the uh, Perth Now website, which is, I believe, Perth's version of, uh, you know, like news.com, Dior that. The title reads, Shane Warne's noisy four-in-a-bed sex romp. And this was sent to us uh, by Brandon, I believe. Shout out to Brandon. Big Brandon Cow. Yes, shout out. Friend of the show. So, Shane Warne's noisy four-in-a-bed sex romp. Aussie cricket... I'm just going to read this article, Punish Dribblers. Aussie cricket great Shane Warne has reportedly had a noisy four-in-a-bed sex romp. First problem I have here is just call it a foursome, though. Can we call it a foursome? Whoever's written this is from Perth. And has never even 
I mean, not that not that I've had a foursome, but like you know what they are. They're beaters. You know what they are. Yeah. Aussie cricket great Shane Warner has reportedly had a noisy four-in-a-bed sex romp after his lover brought two escort girls home. Find yourself a lover like that, punters, dribblers. The Ashes legend is currently working in the UK as a commentator and has a home in the Marder Vale, the Marder Vale, northwest London. According to The Sun, Warren's mystery lover arrived at his home on Tuesday night with two other women, later identified as Eastern European sex workers. One onlooker told The Sun he was having quite a party in there and didn't seem to give a damn who heard what was going on. Onlook is a weird word there because I don't know what you're onlooking. But again, we move on. On hearing? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Passerby. He left the windows wide open and you could clearly hear all the noises. One seemed oblivious to the racket he was making during the foursome. Now, there you go. Two hours after they arrived, the girls left and were driven away by Warren's lover in his car. As well as being widely considered the greatest ball of all time. They're just going into some Shane Warne rhetoric there. But uh, they do mention here that in 2011, Shane Warne began a relationship with actress Liz Hurley. But that ended after claims that he had cheated on her. Like that man, is his sexual appetite is so... It can't be quenched. It can't be quenched, his thirst for... for- for laying pipe that Liz Hurley couldn't satisfy him. One of the hottest women of all time. But so in terms of, uh, uh, you know, um, services to pipe laying, Shane Warne, there is no other. He is the original pipe layer. He's the one and only. So off the back of that, I would like to award Shane the pipe layer, a week of, pipe layer of the Week Award, the Alex Einstein Memorial Big Puppy Pipe Layer of the Week Award. Sure. And what you want to give, do you want to give a VB to Owen? Well, you know what? I feel like maybe Owens is a little bit more in the VB category and Shane's might be more in the pipe laying category. Sure. Was Shane not to have laid this quality pipe? Because I feel like Owen did lay pipe. Like you've got to have experience in laying pipe to surf waves like that, right? Especially after – and he surfs in a helmet because of his head trauma that he's had in the past. So I'm I'm all for for Owen getting it. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah. And the reality is the OG pipe layer – has stepped in. Has has gone and laid immense cable. Like it's un it's unlucky for Owen here that Shane's decided bad to, week to fuck with the windows open. <laughs> you know, with a couple of Eastern European sex workers and some other lover. Look, I mean, I can't argue it. No, I can't. No. So shout out to Shane. I tried. You tried, but unfortunately, Shane. Is uh, is undeniable in this field. Shane Keith Warren, pipe of the week. Shane Keith Warren, ladies and gentlemen, punters, dribblers, throbbers, howls, growls, prowls. Uh, that's a pipe layer of the week award right there. Uh, and I think it's time for us to get under dribbles from the dribbler. Time to do it. Everyone's favourite segment. Uh, so this one we've picked out this week is from Lloyd Warren Howard. That's as rugby union a name as you are ever going to get. Lloyd Warren, Warren Howard. Howard. That's extraordinary. Thank you, Lloyd. Uh, so he's got three dribbles for us here. Um, we may get to all of them. We may get to none of them, but we're going to read them out. With Turbo out and the Seagulls, finals hopes all are gone, which is officially the podcast second team. We've got to that. That is obviously the milk, the Canberra Raiders. Mm-hmm. Following the Tafua Nabra on Munster this weekend, will Cameron Munster's wife ever look at him the same way again? I would say Yes. Because that motherfucker bounced straight back up. He bounced straight back up, and he's also a throbber. He's an absolute throbber. Evidenced by his 
origin debut. Well, he's a premiership winner. He's an origin stalwart. He, he throbs at origin. And he level. got straight back up. He got straight back up. Every and like almost ninety nine point nine nine percent of people would be stretch it off. Yeah, it's one of the biggest hits you're, you're with, ever going to see with a collapsed rib. Collapsed dive. Dude, frame. he apparently already had a bad neck or shoulder going into that game, Munster, and he got absolutely smoked. As you and I said, the biggest hit I've seen live. Yes. So pure. It was huge. It was so pure. It was gorgeous. It absolutely jeweled him. And the fact that he wasn't even winded. He just got straight look, back up. How does that work? It was ridiculous. How does that work? If you throw a if you gently throw lob a football into my into my gut, yeah, you're I'm down. Yeah, you are. I'm down. Hundred percent. And being winded is awful because you don't think you'll ever breathe again. You, when you get winded, I think I'm going to die. So do I. I'm like, this is it. Oh, God. This is it. And no one knows. And I can't tell anyone because I can't breathe. Is this going to be the way that I go? I've got to... So when... I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast before, but when uh, my missus and I started dating, Steph, mm. shout out to Steph, uh, I was playing rugby for Eastern Suburbs. And she was coming down to watch us play. It was like the first time she'd ever come to play. Yeah, by herself. You invited her. Well, yeah. I said, come down, check it out. You know, look, I was like, yeah, I know what you're saying. Come down, watch us play. Yeah. Uh, And we're playing against this team called West Harbour, filled with huge Islanders, Mm. notoriously large Islander side. Sure. West Harbour Pirates. And I, we've made a break. And I have, this guy's made a break, and I'm running inside him, like, give me the ball, give me the ball. So I'm looking at him. He's given me the ball, and as almost immediately as I've caught it and turned, the only white guy on the side who was like four foot nothing, this little winger, has jammed in and cut me in half, like completely cut me in half. I've knocked the ball on. I've gone to the ground, and their entire crowd has just gone. It was like it was like having the entire Brookvale reacting to George Tafu's hit, and it was like, oh, oh, and I'm laying there, winded as fuck. Steph's on the side, I'm like, oh my god, this is this guy's the biggest pussy in the world, or not biggest pussy, but like, look at this loser. Yeah, look yeah. at this. He's loser. a loser. Writhing out. The game went on without me. They went. They just moved from where I was and packed the scrum. <laughs> so I'm next to the scrum, like, oh. is anyone out there? The trainer? No, dude. They just like he's winded. He's yeah. gonna get over. It. And I'm like, oh. Uh, you know, the, the, it's the worst feeling in the world, but it was So you're just, on the ground by yourself and the they've moved the scrum. They just moved the scrum maybe like 15 metres away from me and I was just laying there and I just, I'm glad no one got any fo- footage of it. So to Cam Munster who bounced straight back up. Steph left as well. Well, Steph, she, she 100%. She like, she like sunk into the bushes like Homer Simpson and then just bailed. I was like, where would you go after the game? She's like, oh, I had to go and do something. If I can talk to other guys probably. I would have encouraged that at that point because I was not the man for her. <laughs> Clearly. Sure. Anyway, so Munster's wife should be looking at him. She Munster's wife would have stayed at the ground after seeing the way he got up. I guarantee she stayed at the game. She stayed at the game because he got hit by Tafua. I got hit by a tiny little white guy who was all of four foot. And he didn't drop the ball. And he didn't get winded. And he got straight back up. Tick, tick, tick. Tick, tick, tick. Uh, okay, three. Top three biggest nabras in recent rugby league memory. Now, that is a vague term in terms of like, I don't know what necessarily that would be. Uh, Cherry Evans nabraing the Titans. Brutal. That's as big a nabra. He even bought a house. They were like, this guy is coming. And then he's got nabra. Sorry. That was enormous. That was a huge nabra. That was enormous. Uh, 
I'm thinking like, you know, big fens or something. Not that nothing's really coming. No, well, because like fending is a nabra, but I feel like nabraing is a little bit more like personal. Like you feel a little bit slighted. Yes. Like socks nabraing us again. You know, you're like, okay, this is now becoming an offensive thing. Yeah, yeah. Back to back nabras. Yeah, like. By all means, say you don't want to do it, yeah, then, yeah. but don't say you will. But don't lead us down the garden bra. path and then apologise for then, it and, and pretend then, like the Nabra never happened and, and then, then do it nabras. again. Again. Yeah. See, that's a Nabra. That's a Nabra. And that's what Cherry Evans did. To, um, the, to the time. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, look, outside of that, off the top of the dome, I can't think of a Nabra more violent than that. Uh, maybe... Oh, but, but, like, there's been them. Oh, there's sure. loads of Narbas. Absolutely. Because Tom and I can't think of them right now... Doesn't mean they don't exist. That's right. So if anyone's got some, they want to send them in, we're happy to read them out. We'd love to. But, you know, long podcast. Long podcast, fading... Fading light. Fading light right now. Day five. Day five, fading light, bedtime stuff. Yeah. Uh, big day. Big day. Huge weekend. Bounced out of Sunday... Running out of puff. Running out of puff. Can't think of a mar- Nabras immediately. We got one. You know, we got one. You got a good one. I think we got a good one there. He finished off by saying... Uh, what about... Um, what about... Matty Johns being Nabra by the Knights? Yeah. We're going to keep your brother. See ya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we're going to go in a premiership. That was a Nabra in 2001. When are they Roosters to Pierce? Yes. Yes. That's a Nabra. That's a Nabra. We're actually going to get Cooper Cronk up here so we can win a premiership because you couldn't. You couldn't and, and, then, and then we did. That's a Nabra. And also Cronk to the Storm. Nabra, I'm out. Sorry. No, I don't reckon. Move for love. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah, and he yeah. did. And he, yeah. And nah, he did. Right. That's right. That's fair. He did move for Mitch love. Mitch Pierce, that was a fucking Nabra. But it was it. But it was so brutal because it was like, yeah, we'll keep you. Yes, yeah, like, You can play off the bench if you want. You could really learn something of him, even yeah. though you're 30 years old. Yeah, even though you're like basically the same age. Yeah, that was an Arbra. <laughs> Unfortunately, that wasn't. Jason Taylor, when he got fucked on by far, far longer. Yeah, or by when he got sacked from the Tigers, that was an Arbra. Him sacking Robbie Farah was an Arbra. Yeah. Farah had to go to the bloody. There's, There's some Arbra, mate, mate, mate. Rugby league is littered. With Nabra, rugby league you is just the, na- the code of the Nabra. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. you just gotta, you gotta stop and think. Yeah, stop S- and smell the Nabras. <laughs> stop to smell the Nabras. That's right. <laughs> but we aren't doing any more because we're done. But he finished this off by saying, "If any of this dribble makes it to the potty, please don't credit my shite rugby union name. Don't get me started on my name. That is Lloyd Warren Howard, the most rugby union name ever." Uh, he said, "Please credit my alter ego, Rigid the Lionheart." Uh, I don't think so. Rigid the Lionheart. Nah. That's also pretty rugby union. Yeah, that is. That's a rugby union name. Rigid the Lionheart. Yeah, that's rugby union as fuck. That's as rugby union a nickname, a self-appointed nickname as you're ever going to get. You're ever going to get. So you've essentially replaced a Super disgustingly rugby. rugby union name with a even more rugby R- union nickname. nickname. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, punters, dribblers, that is unquestionably the end of the podcast. Uh, at Hello Sport Podcast on Instagram. Go, like, subscribe, five stars, leave a fucking comment, uh, and we'll read them out if they're any good or if we remember to do so. Uh, but until next week, that farewell. Is, that's us. Farewell. Bye bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Could you two just not talk anymore?